0: I've been chatting to someone at work the other day. She says she listens to the podcast every week. I thought there was one. <laughs> this is
1: Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John in Cricklade. Kieran is in Trowbridge. I can... Rock and roll. With your very fluffy hair. It
0: grows very quickly,
1: your hair. I'm quite jealous.
0: It does grow grey quickly. Yeah, it does. And my wife's recently got her first couple of grey hairs and i am still got a full head of dark brown hair. So I'm not going grey anytime soon. My dad hasn't gone grey either, actually. So I'm hoping that I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to go grey. Well, isn't your wife going to love you for that opening remark? <laughs> Look, John, you can't beat the facts of life. There's a grey hair. That's <laughs> what it is. I'm pretty sure you've got one somewhere. I'm, I've got plenty. There That's you go. Plenty. But yeah. these, these lights
1: hide them well. No, the, <laughs> um, I'm going to move on. The purpose of this show is to highlight and promote music and art across the West of England. Oh. This week we are joined by, uh, this is one for, for the metalheads out there, we're joined by Becky Baldwin, who is uh, part of a band such as Fury, Hands Off Gretel, and m- her most recent uh, band acquisition, this is a bit of an exclusive for us, she is
0: off to America to play with Merciful Fate. There you go. I mean, that is quite something, isn't it? Uh, Merciful Fate, if you don't know, are, are, I say legendary. They're a long, they're a band that have been around a long time. They've released a lot of albums. They've done a lot of tours. The big band, incredibly respected. And it is huge news that this young woman from Trowbridge is now playing in their band. And, you know, she's got such respect and status within the industry. And I've got so much admiration for her. Go Becky Baldwin. Yeah, so we'll be talking to Becky later on. Uh, have you been to 20 gigs this week, Kieran?
1: I've been really bad at it. I've been hiding away. The, the, the nights are drawing in. I just don't feel like going out.
0: That's really sad, John. You must go out because gigs are everything. Um, I'm, I'm going trying to do think... a couple of gigs next week, but I'll, I'll say that for next week's show. Okay, fair enough. The last week, have I been to any gigs? So last weekend, I went to Merry Hell at the pump in Trowbridge, and it was magnificent, but I've not been to anything since. I, I, I've been had a very quiet week. Sometimes you just need to take a step back, hey? Just for a yeah. little while, recharge. Um in that case we'll move on to our first track, Piku. Not a Pokémon. Not a Pokémon. P E C Q, Piku. They're a sort of synth pop duo, although they if you look them up on YouTube a bunch of their videos will have a full band because they can perform full band. Um but it's this real 80s nostalgia the synth-wise, it's it probably inaccessible, but some of the tracks or some of the sounds have a really dark vibe to them. And so much so that somebody has stitched together a bunch of their videos together, and a bunch of their visuals and their sounds, and they've kind of augmented them into this 15-minute video, and they've parodied Stranger Things. So if you like Stranger Things and you like the incidental music, you probably would like Piku. And it's a great video. Go and search it out. But we're going to play uh, just a standard three minute pop song, a song called Over and Over, which I am a big fan of right now, mainly because, John, they're performing at Trowbridge Town Hall this Saturday. I have to say, John, I wouldn't normally go out of my way to book even a duo pop act. I wouldn't do it. It's just not my way. But I've recently got into their music and I think it's absolutely sensational. And if all pop was like this, I would be a pop fan through and through. But I'm not.
1: track is called over and over the band the the duo are called piku pecq so uh, you can find them on uh, on the interwebs. so you can look them up find some more john i
0: found my good side you're just showing us your fluffy hair yeah it's my good side i uh, this is how I, I look good like this no you you're reminding me of all kinds of horrible
1: people that you see in the mugshots with that angle
0: yes yes
1: oh I'm you're sorry. trying to be the
0: bad boy are you <laughs> i'm not trying to be john <laughs> This charming face gets away with an awful lot. Have you got any product placement, bad boy? A while back, I moved house. And you know, when you like move house, you you know, you've lent someone something, you move house, you never see them again, or you never get the, that object back. I realized recently that I'd lost my Walter Schrifel CD. So, Walter is a frontman of Rival Schools, among many other bands like Quicksand and Gorilla Biscuits. Anyway, I bought his record, the CD again online, and it's come. It's come, and I'm going to find it. I've shelved it because that's I'm a very organised person. All in alphabetical order. It's okay. Look, I've got it, and you know what? It's absolutely immaculate. I'd go as far as to say this is probably an original they didn't sell first time round. Anyway, I got it on Discogs. Discogs is great, isn't it? I've got recently got a Pixie CD on Discogs for like one pound fifty. You know, if you've got if you're a collector like me, an obsessive, Discogs is great. Just go on there. If people are just selling their their old CDs for like a quid. It's amazing. Anyway, this was a tenor. This was not cheap. And what style of music is it for for people who aren't familiar? Well, Walter, generally speaking, is in post-hardcore, sort of punky hardcore bands. Uh, This is him doing acoustic stuff. Um, There's one track on it called Requiem, which ended up on the second Rival Schools album. So it's... Worth checking out just for the acoustic or the original, or say the demo version. It's quite a cool little CD. I'm just obsessed with Walter. I'm obsessed with Rival Schools. They're playing Two Thousand Trees. I'm dead excited. So I bought. I had to fight, buy this album again because I don't want to lose it out of my collection. Thank you for that, Kieran. Uh, we will move
1: on to this week's guest then. Uh, so uh, this week we are talking to Becky Baldwin, who is a musician, a bassist, primarily dealing with uh, metal tunes. She is a session uh, guitarist as well, so that means she gets to play in all kinds of bands and. Uh, The reason she's talking to us, or the main reason she's talking to us, is because she's on her way to America to be the bassist for Merciful Fate because their regular bassist was unavailable. So to go from playing in bands around Trowbridge to going on a a US tour with an iconic 80s metal band,
0: it's quite a progression. It's quite something. I'm so proud of her, so happy for her. Um, You can check her out on YouTube. She's got over 10,000 subscribers, which is no mean feat, you know, to keep people's interest.
2: God, what just... we do
0: for 10,000 subscribers? We wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. We would not know what to do with ourselves.
2: I'm Becky Baldwin. I'm a bass player. I live in Birmingham at the moment, but I'm from Trowbridge. And for quite a while, I lived in Bristol because I moved there for studying. Uh, but yeah, I play in a band called Fury and Hands Off Gretel. And yeah, I I don't know, I I do kind of all sorts of other bits, but um, yeah, just primarily I'm a musician and I I put gigs and do music things.
1: Yeah, so I I think you're probably underselling yourself as as that's quite rightful thing to do because uh, Kieran's really been bigging you up talking about how you do a lot of session recordings and how you pretty much play all over the world. I don't know about all over the world, maybe like America and across Europe playing in different bands. So how how did you go from uh, being a kind of a small town Trowbridge guitarist to, to touring the world?
2: So it's all been very gradual up to now. Um, so yeah, you mentioned about America. So in the last 10 years, that I've been a professional musician uh, working as a professional bass player. Uh, it, it's just been very gradual, just like you play your hometown and you start to branch out and book shows further in the UK. Uh, next week, I'm playing in uh, Europe with my band Fury and that's their first time out there. But for... I have been over there a few times before with other bands, because I also, uh, as you said, I'm a session bass player, I depth for other bands, if they, they have a bass player that isn't available, I'll come and do some tours with them. So it was a, a gradual process of building up contacts from those bands who, you know, maybe they were in a tight spot, they really needed a bass player to fill in, and I'd come and help them with that. And, you know, I would find a way to make it work for me as well. Like, so I'd, i like, look at the venue and be like, "Is this a good venue? Is this a good promoter that they're working with, and can I also start to build a relationship with those people as well so um so that when my own band like it, when I go back to my own band if if they're looking at touring, i've already got those contacts, and you mentioned about America, so recently, I was asked to play a tour with a band called merciful Fate they're a, you know, a a big, like a legendary band um, from like the 80s is is when they were first formed. And I've been a fan of them since I first discovered metal music. And uh, it was incredible to be asked to play with them. They found me online. And yeah, just a few weeks ago, they asked me to play a tour because their bass player is also in another band. He's in a band called Armoured Saint. So he was busy doing a tour uh, and another tour with Armoured Saint while Most of all fate were looking to do uh, a USA and Northern, North America tour. Yeah. So they were starting to think of who they're going to ask. And uh, my name got mentioned because uh, they'd seen my videos previously uh, playing like. So, yeah, I, I've got basically I've got an Instagram page and Facebook page where I post base covers of songs that I like. And back in 2018, I think it was I think it was Halloween. So I thought, oh, I'll do something Halloween themed and uh, do something a bit more like. Scary. I did do, do the face paints and, and stuff, and I'll do some merciful fates. And they saw that video, I guess, because of the tags that I used. And um, they've been sort, sort of following my posts since then and seeing what I've been doing. And yeah, so when they needed a bass player, they asked me. And that's kind of is how I've ended up in most things that have gone really well. Like things that have been a big step and a big change for me has always been, you know, out of a band being like, oh, we really need someone. We need something a bit different. I think when you're coming from a position where you haven't grown up in the music industry or something or whatever industry you're in, you don't really have any connections, but when there's a difficult time for a certain band, if you can be that person who helps, then that, does a lot for you. So you need other people to have unfortunate scheduling issues, you know, for for this to happen for you. But, you know, eventually if you're in the right place at the right time it will eventually get to you if as long as those people know who you are and what you do and stuff like and, this.
1: And it's incredible for you to be in that situation where you can play with a band that you've respected for for so long and I I guess luck isn't the right word, but maybe fortunate that the right person saw your right post on the right platform at the right time to to get those connections together for that to to happen. So so fair play to you.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, people always always say like, you know, luck depends on. I, I can't read that. There's a there's a fancy way of saying it, but luck depends on like how many opportunities you get to do that. So you know, the more you do, the more you um put out there for someone to discover you, then the more likely you'll be lucky to to get something actually come through for you
1: you mentioned bit um coming from Trowbridge and obviously Kieran's based in Trowbridge I'm based in Wiltshire as well so we know that the scene around here really well did it do you feel like you had to move away from the, the southwest to, to grow as a musician
2: not necessarily the southwest um you know no shade on Trowbridge but I do feel like I had to get out of Trowbridge to kind of make my career more like stable as, as a musician um not necessarily because there isn't like anything going on in Trowbridge, but I think I needed to to go and find a city to find the kind of like-minded people that I needed to work with. Like the, the scene was different. So, you know, I moved to a bigger city where there would be more musicians uh, to Bristol. And so I, you know, I did stay within the Southwest, but um, moving again um, last year or two years ago to Birmingham, it has made a, a bit of a difference as well because, Um, I mean, Birmingham is well known for being the uh, birthplace of heavy metal. And, uh, you know, I feel like there are a higher population of metalheads here. So I do feel like it it fits in and it it works for my schedule. But, yeah, I felt like I had to leave Trowbridge to find the right people to work with and find the right venues and stuff like that. But it depends on your style of music and uh, the people you want to work with. And I, I needed to leave my comfort zone because th- there wasn't really enough people playing the, the same kind of stuff that I wanted to do in Trowbridge at the time. And,
1: and do you feel metal is in a good place at the moment? Because I, I think I'm getting to that age now where I'm probably starting to drift away a bit too far from metal. I think that does happen to a lot of people. Uh, so I, I, I'm aware that Bristol has a really vibrant metal scene. And I just don't go to the, those particular gigs that often. But, but do you feel like as a genre and as a style that it's it's in a good place?
2: I think um it's definitely been in a better place um
1: <laughs> oh, so it's, it's not just me ignoring it it is that certainly not as maybe not as big as it once was
2: yeah oh yeah no I don't think so I think um but you know it depends on what kind of metal you like I suppose maybe the kind of metal that I like is more old school stuff and the the genre is just changing which is fine like there's nothing wrong with change and w- with what people are doing now but I do think It's. I don't know, it doesn't seem like a very cool thing to be into at the moment, but that doesn't bother me at all. Like I'm not doing it to be cool and and popular and fit in with people. It's just, I I find it cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and that's what it needs to be, isn't it? Uh, Have you got any uh, interesting tales you can tell from from all the various bands and all the various gigs that you've been to?
2: Off off the top of my head, because because it was just this weekend. So uh, on Friday played with fury in newcastle uh we set off from birmingham that morning it was just a very busy day we had like we got there newcastle had a a photo shoot with this photographer it was great and then uh went to the gig loaded in and um i recently met uh this guy called jeff waters and he's the guitarist and vocalist of a band called annihilator and they were like quite a big um thrash band like one of the more significant ones from i think like they're like, like 90s thrash but uh it's Canadian yeah so he now lives in Durham and I invited him down to the Fury gig and he came and met us all and hung out and then invited us to come to his uh he's got a home music studio there and he invited us to come and visit it the next day and we got to like look at all the cool things and he made us coffee and that's about all the cool stories I've got I don't know (laughs) it's really hard to like filter through like the memories and find one that's uh, interesting but yeah that's an interesting one from this weekend you, you've and just uh, made that sound our that was
1: every like, weekend that kind of thing it, yeah i mean
2: weekend. that does not happen every weekend but you know <laughs> our, our drummer was like he's so happy he loved it he was he's, he's really into annihilator and he was like beside himself with joy
1: <laughs> so what's next for you obviously you're, you're going off to do this um slot with merciful fate uh, so so what happens um after that
2: I don't know, it'll be back to reality. So the Merciful Fate thing is so much bigger than anything I've ever been a part of before. So I think it's gonna take some adjusting. Mm. (laughs) You know, going from like the tour bus and stuff to just back to like driving myself in the band and changing (laughs) my own bass strings and stuff like this. I'm like, oh okay. (laughs) Um, you know, being the band's agent and uh, manager and bass player and social media person and you know like the the driver merch seller the long list of things storage I saw all the merch here and then send out all the orders so yeah I think just uh, readjusting to that and then there'll be some some gigs with Fury in the UK and then I think we'll take the kind of early 2023 lull as you know not very many people go out to gigs um, to work on the next album so Fury's fifth album we'll be starting to work on i know that um our vocalist julian he's already working on some stuff so yeah i guess just like get stuck in with that one
1: it it sounds like this tour of america is more like a holiday for you getting on the tour bus and just turning up and playing
2: (laughs) yeah i mean like it's yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of work leading up to it like Mm. so i've um I've kind of taken a step back from a lot of lessons and stuff that I used to teach I've kind of cut back on those hours to, so I can really focus on making sure that the songs are as good as I can possibly get them like I don't want to be nervous about anything when I do this I want to do it right because it, it's, it's a big opportunity for me but yeah I think once I get there and I've got the first few gigs in the bag it's going to be like a holiday like, I'm like Look, all these days off you got and You know, what? I don't have to drive. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even have to load in and and, uh, set up. I don't think there's people to do that sort of thing. So I I don't know. I'm going to have to pick up a hobby or something, (laughs) read a book. Also, like the stage props, they've got like a big stage show. And I've never had, you know, I've had a band maybe that has a backdrop or like, you know, a couple of those uh, roller banners and things. But um, I think they're going to build this big, I don't know, like this big backdrop stuff and staging things I've got to watch out for. But yeah. It's very exciting.
1: Cool. Um, I wish you all the best with that. It sounds like an incredible few months uh, coming up for you. We uh we always ask our guests to uh pick a track to, uh, for us to play as well. So uh, what have you picked and why?
2: I'm gonna pick uh my own band song. Uh so uh, I'm gonna have Fury's song If You Get to Hell First. Um we released this in uh February, I think. February this year. Uh so this is from our new album, Born to Sin. And um yeah it's it's i think it's my favorite video from from the new album from all the new stuff so i hope you enjoy it
1: cool thanks um just finally um can you just run through your social media links out so make sure people can find the right person
2: okay you can find my website which is beckyboldenbase.com and from there you find all the links but yeah um if you type in becky Bolden Base on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube
3: sus
1: just played a track from fury and that was uh if you get to hell first <laughs> oh that's a cool song that's a cool video mm, yeah, it's a really good video yeah it reminded me of um like the devil went down to georgia it's a completely wrong style of music but this is kind of the same story
0: <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> well done um, well spotted john
1: uh, i know my brain just picks up on such random coincidences or, or connections that other people just miss uh have you got any
0: news this week kieran no news mate no news actually i have got some news. I'll make mind so up. Um, it's not news really that I can share publicly just yet. But what I can say is tomorrow I'm meeting Tom Mallard from Riverbank Studios. And we are looking to take over a space in Trowbridge um, and join forces and form our own collective. Um, so we're going to talk going to tomorrow to talk vision and ideas and we'll see where it takes us. So I will keep you updated in due
3: course. Cool,
1: Thank you, Kira. Um, I just have one piece of news, which is a story that just, it's rumbling on and it's going to continue rumbling on. And it is about the Oasis in Swindon.
0: <gasps> oh, give us an update. Because, give us an update. Well,
1: so where do we start? So Oasis closed a few years ago. It's changed hands a few times. People don't quite know what to do with it. Somebody came up with a plan to refurbish it and like rip some bits down and build some new bits. Um, it involved changing the, the famous glass dome. So then a campaign group managed to get the Oasis buildings uh, listed. And when you've got a listed building, it's under a conservation act. Therefore, you cannot play with it and and change. You cannot change the appearance of it, which has then scared off all these investors who now don't want to invest because they can't release their vision or make make it come true. So now there's a different campaign group, which is trying to get the building delisted. (laughs) No. (laughs) On one side, you've got a campaign group, which is in favour of having the Oasis Centre listed and preserving it uh, as, as the building that it is, and a separate campaign group trying to do the exact opposite, get it delisted, even though wow. it has just been listed, so that renovations and changes can be made to the building.
0: That is hilarious. I, I, I don't even know what side of the fence I want to sit on with that. No, no, that's really interesting. I mean... It's iconic. It's iconic. The dome, you know, the venue, it's iconic. What would be great is if so they could redevelop it. So obviously you remove the listing status on the basis that they won't destroy it and then somebody comes in and redevelops it and makes it green and usable. Wouldn't that be good? Is that a compromise? There we go. Yeah.
1: Kieran's got the answer there. So send <laughs> your pound coins to Kieran, he will raise enough money to buy it. If you want to get in touch, at gmail.com uh, or you can um, uh, find us at uh, You can go on to various streaming services. We can find all of our uh, back episodes as well. Kieran, thank you for a very entertaining half hour. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, we will be back here same time next week. So uh,
4: speak to you then. See you then. Ciao. Bye. See ya Bye-bye.